0: It's like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin.
1: Like this guy here. His name is Fagan.
0: Harrison Fagan.
1: Welcome everybody to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, you're coming off of vacation. You uh, enter right back into the Lakers sphere. and one of the last things of your vacation was me telling you, "Hey, I might have written something somewhat inflammatory." Uh, do you want to take a look at this? And I gotta say, I'm really proud of you. You did not. You did not break your. You did not break your vacation. You, you heard the word inflammatory and you just said, fuck it. Let this thing burn. No. I'm- so, Anthony, I mean, one of the
0: things that <laughs> I think all of us can learn from this year is that we all have to be more collaborative and trusting of one another's judgment. And so you are in charge of the pod. And I so I tried to let you handle that. And so you said potentially inflammatory. And I said, you know what? Anthony knows where the line is. And I've never once seen him cross it in a way that I disagreed with. <laughs> So I'm just gonna we let have this never, one go we have all
1: also... we have never gone back and forth on edits back no, when I used to it, write.
0: No, never. And I, <laughs> you know, I look, I took a quick look at my Google Calendar. It still marked me as approved for time off. And I was like, you know what? This is not gonna get blamed on me. I can I can let this one go. I've you know I can claim that I did not see this Slack message that said potentially inflammatory and I'm good to go. And then honestly, it wasn't that bad. And so, I mean, do you want to know the real reason why I did not, you know, check this thing or whatever? It was actually that I was so exhausted from, you know. (laughs) like basically like two straight days at Disneyland sort of mm-hmm. that I just like by that point, you know, I'd been up at like 6am the last two days. Like I needed a nap. I was not going, I was not in a mental frame to even understand what your Slack message was. Yeah. I had to pass out immediately.
1: <laughs> so, um, all right. A couple, couple notes there. One, I'm a little upset that it didn't like people are so angry at this Lakers team. I could write basically anything I want. So long as it isn't libelous. That that
0: was the other thing, too, like beyond like and I knew that you wouldn't take it to that level. So like beyond being libelous and writing something that is like patently that you made up, like no one is going to be mad at you because there's no chance that they could summon more
1: anger for you than they have at this (laughs) Lakers team. Right. So, well, like that's that's kind of the thing is like I'm kind of bummed that we have reached that point because if people had gotten super angry, it would have been really fun for you and like you and i to leak off like we could <laughs> we could <laughs> jacob could be like team harrison christian could be team me and they report like our sides of the story <laughs> sources close to the situation
0: say that harrison <laughs> never once looked at the chorus draft before it went up <laughs>
1: For first sources close to the situation, Anthony dis- distinctly and definitively told Harrison this might be inflammatory. Here's a screenshot. Harrison of chose this.
0: not to do his job. Is, is he committed <laughs> enough to running this site?
1: And then I go like, you know, Brady Klotfer over there, <laughs> like, he's running a tight ship. You know, just yeah. start, start. Yeah, you praising. start
0: unprompted praising <laughs> other site managers. <laughs> You're like, you know, Kirk Henderson would never let anything like this uh, <laughs> like, slip by at Mavs Moneyball. I'm just, you know, I just, I appreciate yeah. the way that Kirk has built up that site and, exactly. you know, just really turned it into a juggernaut. And I don't know why you're twisting my words into me saying that Kirk is the best SB Nation team NBA guy, saying Harrison's bad.
1: Right, right. I think Kirk just always walks around in a fuck them picks t shirt. <laughs> I, I really like the t shirt. I yeah. really like his t shirt. Um,. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm proud of you. That the Harrison that I have known over the years would not have done that. And I, I do think that is legit progress. So I'm glad that you had a good vacation.
0: Or it's just me getting old. Like I, I legitimately would not have been able to open up that chorus draft and like put yeah. coherent eyes on it. I was I needed an app before we did that Fisher that that uh that halftime with Jake Fisher like and also Shouts you know,
1: to Fisher like having us on his very last one. How about yeah, that No,
0: No, not Shouts to Fisher. What the hell is he doing? This is like, <laughs> that's got, for his audience, that's like used to like, you know, insiders and like all these like, you know, high name guests or whatever. He basically did the Game of Thrones finale by bringing us on. <laughs> like this is, I mean, I appreciate Jake, but like, you know, it's like, I'm sure the brand actor appreciated like an outsized role in the finale that like he had not really warranted throughout the course of the series, but yeah. he was still probably looking at that script. Like, wait, what? I'm in charge now. You know, like.
1: Well, I I guess would I be Daenerys there, like just burning the town down? Like with yes, with and I, I had to kill you on Jake's last <laughs> halftime for the good of the kingdom. Um, all right, so today uh, I had I recorded a lowdown after last night's game regarding Frank Vogel. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Those of you who are not who do not get your pods via iTunes have already heard it. Uh, for those of you who do get your pods through iTunes, I promise we are working on this. And uh, well, if you're listening to this, then I think it's already been fixed. But but <laughs> but I promise you, I've been I've spent all of today screaming at iTunes and screaming at Megaphone to figure this thing out. And so we're working on it. I promise.
0: He's outside the offices in Cupertino, just yelling at the ghost yeah. of, jo- of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
1: Right. I'm. i I burnt all my black turtlenecks. Like, they're, they're all gone. You summoned him. <laughs> um, so today, though, I, I recorded that lowdown, and it was pretty simply titled, It's Time to Fire Frank Vogel. And, uh, you know, once again, the title of the podcast doesn't fully encapsulate the topic, and, and I think there is some nuance to take into account here. And I think here with Harrison, you were... What is this one going to be called? Is this one going to be, is it time
0: to fire one up in the free, the feed?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was laughing at that earlier. I got to figure out what we're going to call it. How the
0: hell are we going to title this one now that you did that? Like, I
1: I think it might just be Harrison disagrees. Like (laughs) (laughs) the next thing in the feed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, so you're, uh, my, my stance is essentially this, it's not about it has something to do with the job that Frank has done to this point. It has something to do with the circumstances that the Lakers are currently functioning under or trying to function under, but it has a lot more to do with like, look, the, the, the reality of the situation, right? He's not going to be back next year. This was no. written on the wall. As soon as they offered In like him, like September,
0: whenever yeah. they announced the, the faux extension,
1: as soon as, as soon as they, they announced the extension and didn't, release yes, how right. long they it didn't was even
0: say the length it was like a month before we got the length leaked
1: yeah yeah right so i like as soon as that happened i think you and i we are both our eyebrows raised like huh well that's a little interesting yeah. and then i think it was bill Orham who reported that it, it, it was the was, athletic
0: it was uh, it was there were like three people bylined on that piece but it was one of yeah. them. At the athletic yeah
1: yes you're right yeah it was on it was on that infamous piece where they uh talked about the wine cellar that was lakers yes. hq in the offseason yeah so uh, as soon as they as soon as they announced the extension and didn't give us the amount of time that it was or didn't leak the amount of time that it was for, uh, that's when that was immediately. I knew okay, this guy's done after this season. This is that's it. Yeah. He would have to win a championship to convince them to stick around. Him to stick around. And at that time, we still thought that was possible. Well, you did. And
0: <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm not, we don't have to go down this whole road again. I've done this on enough podcasts, but your revisionist history about no, how all you right. talked about last thought, you still believed it was possible. Maybe you didn't think in your heart of hearts that it was the most likely outcome. You yeah, still believe that it was possible.
1: I said, so I, I think at that time I had tweeted to Pete that there, this is the widest spectrum of outcomes that I could see.
0: Yeah. You heading were, into you were a season. flip flop. Finney Irwin, you know, you were just, all over the place. You're like, all right, yeah. either way, I'm right. If I just I like, say that this I, is a <laughs> wide range of outcomes.
1: I like I like that I like that me being open to possibilities. I get trashed for that. And then is I also get trashed for being, you know, too easy to fly off of the handle. Like it Pete, <laughs> teach me your ways, make me popular. Um, so so all right, so we go back to the extension that isn't really an extension. And obviously the season hasn't played out in or any least, way.
0: Sorry, I just want to stop you there. Like it is an extension, but you know, it, it really is an extension. Like he meaningfully, it like, literally is for an extra year, yeah. but it is not an endorsement of confidence.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. because, and the reason, the reason behind the extension basically was
0: a begrudging, like, we don't want to let you be a lame duck this year. So we're going to give you this extension. So no one can accuse us of that, but it's only one year
1: but it essentially makes him still a lame duck. Yeah. Right? Like this of. is the point this is the Less point that I made would have been, but yes. Yeah, but but again, like everybody knew that the 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 situation here and after the biggest win of the season You get the report that Frank Vogel's job
0: is in jeopardy, right? That's what I mean. Like if, if he didn't have that one year extension, that would have just been Frank Vogel is fired as the lead. Like they clearly want to do this. And you know, it's just, I I think it's a matter of, you know, getting some, it's like when we file expense reports and you got to get that approval from up on high. Like, I think it's just deciding if they want to expense paying two coaches at once. And if it's really (laughs) worth doing that, you know, for the rest of this season, that isn't going anywhere anyway.
1: Well, that's, we'll, we'll talk Whereas about Whereas if he was only getting reasoning. paid
0: for this season, I think he would have been gone by now, regardless.
1: I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Every coach who has ever operated under a lame duck, lame duck circumstance with their contract, like, yeah, they don't make it through the season. I, I can't think of a single lame duck coach that has ever made it through a year.
0: I mean, I can't think of a single lame duck coach, to be honest. Yeah, like, it's not
1: done very often yeah, because not, they know how that's. That yeah. It's, off, it's,
0: off the top of my head, I can't think of one.
1: Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I can't think of one either. Because even D'Antoni, who was sort
0: of seen like that, ended up like he mutually agreed to part ways at the end of the season, and I think had some kind of token option for the final year or something. There was something going, yeah. on, if I remember correctly. But again, that was like 19 years ago in Lakers years. At but this, the, this
1: is the reason why the lame duck coach thing doesn't happen very often. Yes, it's because is because of exactly the conversation we're having, and you know when it comes to Frank. Uh, he's gone anyway. At the end of the year, the Lakers aren't going to win a championship this year. They're probably going to start sitting guys anyway, right? Like I, I think if they if they dip below the ten spot, um, I think LeBron probably starts taking games off. Uh, and and, and by the way, I say if it could be a when, in my opinion, I, I, I you don't
0: I, think they're going to beat the Warriors tomorrow
1: night? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so I, I think for, for, you know, basically the case that I made and the case that I continue to make is that Lakers aren't going anywhere. Frank is going somewhere. It's <laughs> he's, he's not going to be with the Lakers next year. Um, and, and clearly the Lakers have kind of checked out, not kind of just absolutely checked out on Frank. They had two separate 19 plus point deficits last night against the Kipper, the, the Clippers, um, without Paul George and without Kawhi Leonard. Like that was an ass kicking and the Clippers don't even have their two best players. Uh, and, and, and I just think, is there something that again, the Lakers can do organizationally to signal to the Lakers and to the Lakers fan base that no, we haven't just given up. We aren't just writing this thing out. And the only thing really left to do here is firing Frank. And I think it's, it's I, personally, I would, I would fire Frank. I would hand the keys over to Phil Handy and I would say, let's see if this gets anybody on that team to care about defense again. So this is kind of incredible because I feel like over the
0: course of this year, I have been at least like media wise. I think one of the harsher critics of Vogel in yeah, terms of blaming so. things and things like that. But mm-hmm. I almost and especially on this podcast between the two of us, I've certainly been, I think, more. Absolutely. But I've assigned more blame to him than you have. You know, even as someone again, like I really like Frank, but you know, this is there. There is a good amount of this blame pie to go towards him in some of the decisions he's made, even if he wasn't totally started set up. DeAndre that.
1: Jordan, nineteen games.
0: Yes, yeah, and so you know, I I think it's funny that you and I have almost sort of flipped on this. You know, I am. A little bit of the mind, this isn't me being like, oh, there's no way the Lakers can't fire Frank. That would be a travesty. There's, you know, there's no point. There's no this. Like, I understand the arguments you're making. I just don't know if they're enough to really convince me that this is something that is going to happen or really needs to happen. So I I think, you know, sort of what uh, you, you prefaced your point by saying that you feel like there is no saving this season. They're not going to win a championship. Mm -hmm. You know, What's the point in firing Frank then? Is it just to kind of get an audition for Handy? Yeah, because absolutely. I think so. I, I sort of guess that that was sort of like that's something that I've seen kind of bandied about. But you know, if you're the Lakers, is this like a re- is this a real audition period for Phil Handy? Like, where the team has clearly given up? Like, are these guys? Are we really counting on a team that is so clearly given up to try harder for Phil Handy? Like, I mean, maybe you know he is a motivator. He's a guy that's clearly well liked. Maybe you got a couple games boost out of that. And maybe that's enough to give you enough cushion to make sure that you like absolutely like locked into the play-in game type of thing. I'm just not sure that I see necessarily like the full upside of it where you're kind of get, you're almost like if the Lakers like Phil Handy, this is almost the worst. That's almost like the worst thing that they could do because you're sort of in a way you're setting him up for failure worse than you set up Frank Vogel. Whereas if you wait until this summer, You know, you are at least, if he's going to be the head coach or if it's going to be someone else, like you're at least giving whoever that is a new roster. You know, you can air freshen the bad vibes out of the room a little bit and Mm -hmm. give them like a real fresh start in training camp. Versus if you do this now, I think maybe you get like a win one for handy. Like, let's make sure that this guy gets a job or whatever for a couple games. But, you know, at some point without AD, this is kind of hopeless anyway. And I don't think that this team has already shown that they're going to completely roll over at the slightest sign of resistance. And so I'm just not necessarily looking at this and being like, oh yeah, you know what? These guys are going to totally buy in if they get a new coach. And, you know, again devil's advocate here if I'm speaking from Lakers ownership's perspective why are they agreeing right now to pay Frank for next year and pay like a second coach and possibly have to deal with like that negotiation period for a season that they clearly have signed off on is doomed anyway
1: well I mean you give handy the interim raise but i don't think you sign them beyond this year you just yeah but i just mean going through that process
0: and then like having the whole thing this summer and like already deciding right now we are going to pay frank you know next year and pay another coach and all of
1: that stuff like you see a scenario where they don't they aren't paying two coaches next year not really but (laughs) Like, do I think,
0: do I think that, like, do I think that the bus family trust has made that decision that they want to do that yet based on their actions and how they felt about spending for most of this year? Like, I mean, I, I, I think so. I, I, you might be right, but, and maybe, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but I, I just, I'm not sure that I see the, like the upside from it to make that kind of like, you're just throwing Handy into the fire with almost no practice time down the stretch. But it's not even a fire. super flawed roster,
1: you know. It's not a fire. There are no expectations. You're handing the keys over to some guy and saying, hey man, just see how this shit goes. Like we know. All right. Again, it's, 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 I see it a lot like the DeAndre Jordan, DJ Augustine conversation where, and I I think there, there are, are decent, Side, points made to both sides. I'm not like adamant here. I'm not saying get rid of them. Now, you know, I kind mean, that's of a what thing.
0: your podcast title said. That's what you blasted out to all our subscribers.
1: Yeah. No, unbelievable know.
0: fake news. Anthony added again.
1: Well, the, 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 the annoying thing is that like three quarters of our audience haven't been able to freaking listen to it. Cause iTunes picked okay, our podcast and one. only gonna our get po- one. all right. I figured it out. Frank is big tech.
0: Yeah. Frank has (laughs) friends in Silicon Valley, baby.
1: But, but no, I, I, so I, I see this a lot like the conversation about DeAndre Jordan and DJ Augustine where Augustine, like we watched him last night, borderline NBA player. Yeah. He's not good. Uh, but like like
0: he, he can move, which is more than you can say about DJ.
1: Right. And, but like, well, so the, 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 point that Aaron keeps making is he has like that like more I, than
0: one NBA skill yeah <laughs> or I guess more than zero in DJ's case more
1: than zero point. well yeah. DJ DJ is seven feet tall there's your NBA skill
0: well he's also capable of almost hitting Rich Paul with a chest pass <laughs> from 80 feet away like greatest <laughs> like a dead shot level marksman at that one specific he's like thing.
1: his like NBA 2k accuracy rating is just lol just
0: on full court <laughs> passes is
1: LMFAO yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so I, 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 when, when the Lakers cut DJ, my analysis of that situation is the Lakers are better because DJ is no longer on this team. Yeah. Like it, he is not somebody who Frank can insert into a game anymore. And therefore the Lakers are better. The um, Lakers
0: basically. The Lakers taking DJ off the team is like putting parental controls on the phone. It's like you well, can't. But- this is now locked. You can't do this anymore. Like this app, you can't use it. It's it's over. It's a bad influence on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> isn't isn't a, isn't an extension of that point it's though? Like a, that- it, it's
0: not a screen time usage. It's a center time usage. They like they put <laughs> they put an app. On- <laughs> Frank's like, damn, I can't get that password. I can't. Where's my big guy? Like.
1: Ages one to four, five's not allowed. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like isn't an extension of that point though that if a front office feels the need to get rid of a player so that Frank can no longer play that player, isn't an extension of that point like maybe that coach probably is not right for this team?
0: Like I'm not I'm not necessarily arguing against that I I just don't know if I like again this is not something that I'm like dead set against I think you actually make some good points in that you know maybe do maybe at this point you know from the outside it would feel I mean at least to me like doing something is uh, you know has certainly a higher upside than doing nothing because we know that doing nothing. We see what that's led to since the All-Star break. And, you know, even leading into it, they've lost seven of their last eight games. This is not me being like, oh, man, if you let go of Frank Vogel, it's going to get worse, you know. And so maybe that (laughs) is the argument. I feel like sometimes maybe on podcasts, like we sort of get too dug in on our original conclusion. I think that you make some good points, honestly. And I don't say that about you often. (laughs) But, you know, I just think the only reasons that I can really come up with against it is you're not really setting up handy to succeed. And is that something that he really wants? And is that something that you want to do to a guy that you're clearly more personally invested in than Frank? Like they, they, they fought to keep handy away from the nets. They gave him a raise. They promoted. they gave him his first front of bench assistant coaching job with the Lakers three years ago when they brought him in and they re overhauled this coaching staff. He had previously only been a player dev guy. So this is someone that they clearly think very highly of. And do they want, to necessarily install him and be like, okay, yeah, the first thing on your head coaching resume is the Lakers like dropping out of the play in game, you know? Well, I think that is. The best, and argument. also just from a human perspective, like you know, that's that's a big change for an organization to go through and green light for the final 20 games of a season that's probably gone anyway. Like, I think that the organization is probably more. And you know, I can say all this, and maybe they're gonna fire Frank like after practice today in a Friday news dump, but
1: like Ooh, it, it is Friday,
0: yeah, there's just not that much time left for anyone to really hit the ground running and change very much meaningfully at all, other than maybe the energy of this team, and that's just like a big organizational ask for everyone to be like okay now you're reporting to phil phil is the voice of this team now he's doing all these media things now he's having to like organize the rotation and think about all these jobs that he was not doing previously like i just don't know if there's necessarily enough possible upside for me to be like they have to do this i'm dead set on it but i do see your argument and i think that there are legitimate points to be made
1: well i i also think here too with with like on the side of organizational structure, right? Isn't that even more reason to see again? I, I, all right. Before they do this, they would have to sit down with Phil and say, Hey, is this or whoever they would make their interim coach, but they would have to I, say I think at
0: this point, I think both of us can fairly confidently say it would be Phil, especially after yeah. how the fizz stint went,
1: uh, <laughs> it fizzled out. I, yeah. w- I would say. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would approach Phil and I would say, Hey, is this something you would be interested in doing? Um, it is just like it, 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 serves uh, see, us because of these
0: things were. I mean, maybe they would, and it would leak out later that, you know, he had no, whatever they'd cover their tracks. But like most of the time with this stuff, at least what we're led to believe is that these coaches are not informed before the decision, like the decision is made and they are informed, Hey, we are firing Frank. Are you interested in taking over the interim? Because if you think about it, like Phil clearly has some level yeah. of loyalty left to Frank, mm-hmm. like he has gone to bat for him publicly on Instagram multiple times. This is a guy who, again, like, you know, say whatever you want about how Phil was hired and the wanted to say over the front office staff like frank gave him to some degree or frank and rob and like the and kurt and linda and Jeannie, like they gave him his first you know front of bench assistant coaching gig like frank has been someone who i'm sure that he feels like he's learned from at the very least in terms of like defensive stuff and you know Mm -hmm. like uh, like communication things and what you know whatever it may be i'm sure that he this is someone he's worked with closely for like almost three years now like i don't think that he's going to be like hey you know, uh, like if they come to him, you know, most coaches are not going to say, you know, yeah, do that. Go ahead and fire my boss. Like there's some level of loyalty there. For sure,
1: well. it, yeah. absolutely. But but I think they would say, hey, we're thinking about doing this anyway.
0: Frank has talked about this when he took over in Indiana, where they came mm-hmm. to him and they said, hey, we're firing. You know, your bo- I forget which coach was uh was, was it Carlisle? No, it wasn't it was- Carlisle. I'm I'm blanking on the name, but the the coach that was above Frank, they they had already decided to fire him. Brian Shaw. No, he had uh, a Brian, uh, Brian Shaw was Frank's lead assistant uh, at one point, but um, mm-hmm. they had decided to fire him. And this guy had said, Hey. Frank is a guy you need to take a look at. Like you really, usually that's how it works, where the coach that's outgoing says, hey, you know, I understand you're firing me. I really think that you should give this assistant a shot. He's really good. And the organization sometimes is like, hey, we think highly of this guy too, let's call him up. And then if it doesn't work, then, you know, they end up installing someone who was like their second choice or someone who is clearly not ready for the role, but they just need someone to caretake over the final, you know, whatever games of the season. But
1: that's exactly what this is. Like, we don't know that, we don't know that Phil is ready for this kind of a role. And, and I, I, I think, I, like, think I would do think that he could be like, he has shown absolutely resume wise from what we can
0: see on the outside. He's the best ever. What he be, does. Yeah. Someone that would have the skills to be a good NBA head coach at some point. This is not me arguing against Phil Handy, yeah. getting this job. Eventually. No, if I anything,
1: think. you're arguing for Phil Handy that yeah. like, this is unfair to do to Phil Handy. Yeah. And, and no, I, my, my thing here is, cause the Lakers are going to have a different head coach next year. And they're going to be looking for somebody with experience and who, you know, why not give some experience to this guy who I think everybody agrees is probably ready for an opportunity, maybe, very, li- maybe not very this well one. liked in the locker room. And so, yeah.
0: you know, you would think that there's some degree of the guys will at least at the start play harder for him. I'm just not willing to count on that over the entirety of the season, given how little fight we have seen from this team so far and how predisposed they are to rolling over and giving up. But like the, the well that's
1: that's a good point. It is a very soft team. And and, and so their, like look
0: you know, people got mad at uh I, I think it was Dwayne Wade the other night was calling them front runners. Like that's not that inaccurate but they're like well the only reason they get mad at
1: that <laughs> they just lay down you know well, like the only the only reason you get, get mad at him for that is,
0: like the tracks where like someone starts ahead because their side of the track is like yeah. a little bit longer or whatever and the lakers look at that and they're like oh all right i'm i'm out on this race <laughs> like it doesn't matter that distance wise it's the same thing they just look at it and they're like nope that's okay uh, if it was
1: like the tortoise and the hair uh, race they they're the tortoise and they just roll over onto their shell
0: this is a team that was down by three at halftime last night and came out with one of the most incredible rolling overs I have ever seen from an NBA team where they're down by three and they scored six points the entire first nine yeah. minutes of the third quarter like that was a complete tank job and give up and I'm just not willing to count on like you know any co- I don't know like I know obviously LeBron I-, I think like hates Phil Jackson but even like prime Phil Jackson with no prior experience with LeBron like in his thirties or whatever, if you install him as interim, I don't know if it's like getting these guys to play harder consistently.
1: I think Ty would. Ty Lou. Yeah. I bet. I I think, I don't think they would quit
0: on on that. Like they've shown us no ability to fight through anything. They just, every single game they talk about like how, you know, Oh, well we know how good we can be. And you know, we're not worried about this loss and you can't judge us yet. You know, Kendrick Nunn's not back
1: here's how, here's how confident I am that I think this might happen. I'm already ready to look back on the Frank Vogel era. Like I'm already, I'm already, you know, cause the other I thing just, too, it, it, also left. sucks. I like
0: don't see them doing it with 20 even, games. left. Like if they even, even if they don't do it, don't do it, it now, all right. 15 but, games ago,
1: like, even if they don't do it 20 before. games to, to go or whatever it is, I think it is literally 20 or 21. Um, yeah. so if, even if they don't do it here, there, yeah it's 20 games left because last night was game 62. you and i you and i are in agreement i think we're we're at least very close to agreement that this guy is not going to be back next year right <laughs> no yeah
0: i'm sorry <laughs> right? like, you know with all due respect to frank like no nothing that they this is what sucks man they have given us zero reason yeah. to believe that he will be back next year they were evaluating him game to game they leaked this this got leaked <laughs> after, after the, the biggest, biggest win, win of the season
1: <laughs> yeah well, but and 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 again, like and by the way, their treatment of Frank here, like there's a coaches union. There there are only 30 jobs, and it is the Lakers or whatever. But I'm yeah. sure some coaches around the league, especially some, because they're going to be looking for a coach with experience. Like
0: Look, they already, Monty and Ty already both turned them down. Ty turned them down for the Suns. Yeah. Or not, Ty uh, Monty money turned money. them down for the Suns. Monty Lou wasn't willing to deal with uh, w- with them picking his assistants and whatever. Like this isn't uh, to me. And that money makes no difference in their like like this treatment of Frank Vogel almost probably makes no difference in the way that coaches around the league view them because I don't think the coaches around the league view them very highly. At least not this front office.
1: Well, but like any any last vestiges of yeah <laughs> good credit that the Lakers had. But like there uh, were, one of my shot. point
0: is that there were clearly whispers about that. This is maybe not a place you want to work as a coach, you know? Yeah. And by the, the way, like
1: the Lakers aren't a place because you know, the Lakers, I don't, it's not even arguable at this point, right? They clearly don't value head coaching. And Marty
0: Williams chose to go work for Robert Sarver instead of coming here.
1: Yeah. Although one way to not work for Robert Sarver is to leak all the stuff that Robert Sarver is under investigation for. I'm not going to even touch that. (laughs) Um, No, I, again, I don't think, this isn't a tenable situation. The Lakers clearly have just, they're done. Maybe not done specifically with Vogel, though I think, There is a lot of that too, but I think the Lakers are just flat out done.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm I'm trying to say. Like this team has clearly given up. I don't think that it's even just given up on Vogel. That is almost minimizing the degree to which they have given up. (laughs) I think they've just given up, period, end of sentence.
1: Yeah, I I think, you know, there are a couple guys, Dwight's already looking at timeshares in Florida. Like We (laughs) were
0: having this debate in Slack yesterday. There are like five guys on this roster that were positive are going to be in the NBA next year. Out of like 15 guys. So it's
1: and and that's including LeBron A. D. Yeah. And Russ, right?
0: Yeah, I think Russ will be on a roster next year.
1: Will he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He gets bought out.
0: We finally found something you and Cooper agree on that uh that there's a chance of this. I don't see it. Some team would bet on him or whatever, but if he got bought out.
1: Man, that's an interesting question.
0: Yeah, it is. We gotta bring him on the AI show. But it so it, he LeBron, was on LeBron A. D. Russ. Uh, you know, I, th- I, I'm pretty sure that Austin, Ree- Austin Reeves will be on a roster. Um, Malik Monk yeah. will be on a roster. That's five. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain Stanley has shown enough that he will be on some roster. Oh yeah. Even if I think he'll be on Lakers. the Lakers
1: roster next yeah, year.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so too. But like just a, you know, they have a team option. They may not exercise it, but I think even if they didn't, he'd end up somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. so that's six. Who else on this roster are we positive is going to be in the NBA? year? Nobody.
1: Season? No, like you can maybe
0: probably because he's on, he has that player option. So he's going to be on the Lakers. Like they're not going to cut him on from a mid, from like a $5 million player option.
1: They could trade him. And then that team could cut him.
0: I doubt it. So Kendrick Nunn, that's seven. And that's out of 15 guys.
1: Yeah, more than half of your roster. Like Mello, is...
0: If Melo wants to play this exact role, I'm comfortable he will. But he's also 37. He may just decide to retire. You know who would after want this to play season. another basketball season I... after this? <laughs> Melo could if he wanted to. I'm yeah. not positive Dwight
1: will be. DJ no, Augustine think...
0: probably not.
1: Like Dwight doesn't have anything left in the tank. Yeah. Um, no, I but but I don't know. I I well, just keep coming I mean. back like, to there's
0: just a bunch of guys. Trevor Reza's not going to be like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of guys with nothing to play for. And, you know, like, I just don't think that a a couple, you know, motivational Phil Handy quotes are going to turn this around. And so I just don't really see. I think the Lakers are going to let Frank take all the arrows for this and then set up their preferred next candidate with a clean slate. But there's no such thing as a clean slate because of the way that they treated Frank Vogel. Well, but I mean, their next coach is going to have a clean slate, not the organization like their next coach in terms of media perception is not going to be like have any of this attached to them.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I still come down to, I still come back to Frank's gone anyway. Phil has no experience. They're going to want to bring somebody on with experience. Why not give the guy some experience? Give him, give yeah. him a shot, man. Like, I, I mean, I'm not totally against it. I just,
0: I'm not certain that I see what it accomplishes. And just personally, as someone who thinks well, Phil is going to be good at this, I would hate to see his resume be impacted by this shit show.
1: <laughs> that's fair. But he's also involved in the shit show, too. Like, he is part yeah. of the staff that, like, has this kind of a, a, a bad offense and all this stuff.
0: Yeah, like, and, like, look, I think that everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And I What think if he's leaker- in
1: charge of motivation? Oof. I can't wait for Frank to leak that. Or, or just say that outright like Everybody he said david phil,
0: so no, nobody's gonna leak anything bad about phil i don't i'm fairly confident <laughs> like, frank, like
1: frank frank says that david fisdale is in charge right? of frank's the offense i
0: decided who he's throwing under the bus and it's been very clear from his like pri- you know public uh, <laughs>
1: yeah um all right let's i we won't look back on on frank's tenure then we'll just go ahead and 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 segue no, off we're of, gonna
0: have anthony we have off-season pods to fill like that that's that's coming like two days after the season you know like
1: yeah it just sucks that his i I think what we should look back on is a very positive tenure think Um, the last chapter of it is going to be like literally game of thrones season nine or eight or whatever once, once
0: this is it once we are able to have some distance of this i think we will be able to talk about what frank was good at and what he was not good at and kind of you know yeah i think give him a fair shake in terms of how he is perceived and how, yeah. you know, we remember his tenure once it is officially over.
1: I said on the show last night that uh, there's a really good chance that the coach that the higher, the Lakers hire to replace Frank Vogel won't be as good as Frank Vogel. Like there's a, there's a awesome. very deep, very good chance of that. He's a very good coach. Um, all right. Let's, let's segue over to NF tweets. We have two straight. Although, like a worse co- a worse coach for this specific roster. I'm not sure that's possible. Yeah, like unless true. you're
0: installing Rambis because he's like a bad coach for any roster <laughs> we've seen, but like
1: Linda, maybe Linda's maybe Linda and he's co- ready Give co- her a head shot. coaches. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Linda can be the, uh, can be the interim head coach once they fire Frank.
0: I feel like somebody from that brain trust should be the one that has to talk to the media after all of it. Like, yeah,
1: you know. Well I, I I for once I would like to know what Linda actually does for the franchise. So like maybe she can actually coach a couple games you can say see that's what I do. That's what I did. All right, Imagine let's move on like 8-0. Oh,
0: like well that's like, all right game. i'm never questioning linda rambis again like she actually is clearly very qualified she just um,
1: she goes she goes undefeated for the remainder of the season and then just says no you don't deserve me game, as a coach guides
0: them to a, se- a seven game <laughs> second round like they lose an overtime of game seven you know yeah. like
1: <laughs> it's like i think that's a Whoopi whoopee Goldberg movie i think <laughs> um all right let's go ahead and uh Let's segue over. One quick note here, because Jovan wrote about this. Jovan Buha wrote about the, the the Lakers situation as it as it currently stands. And to your point about this team has just quit. The Lakers, since the All-Star Break, since they had nine days off, they had nine days off to figure some shit out. Since the All-Star Break, right now, this is a quote from uh, Jovan Buha. Right now, the offense is a flaming mess. The Lakers ranked 29th in the NBA in offensive rating post-all-star break. Only the Portland Trailblazers, who are blatantly tanking, have been worse offensively. This is a Lakers team, Harrison, that's playing LeBron at center to ignite the offense. I mean, there's really... They're playing him there for
0: defense. If you look at this just with like clear eyes and you try to think about all Full of heart. it, it's clear that there's only one person that we can blame for this, and it's Bill Orem.
1: <laughs> Man. Uh, God, this season... Is this this is going to be the most hated Lakers team in Lakers history, right?
0: It it's certainly going to be up that. Like I I always want to wait to judge that stuff by like how much do they still irritate you when you think about them in three years? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like because right now obviously everyone's going to say yes, but in like three years are we going to look back on this season more negatively, the Dwight Mayer season? You know, like probably this one,
1: but. You know i can say i can say right now and yeah like you're talking about in the moment it's a little different but yeah i can say right now that i'm pretty sure i'll look back on russ as my I, least favorite laker of all time
0: i feel like a lot of people will say that eventually but i do feel like we have to give them more time to fail give it some and time. next year and see if yeah. that team can be more hated you know like
1: <laughs> they run they run it back and they're somehow worse yeah <laughs> turns out frank wasn't the problem guys Shit.
0: you say after 30 minutes of arguing to fire him you are unbelievable at playing both sides this just goes right back to the beginning of the podcast just (laughs) flip-flopping all over the place you could be a
1: politician (laughs) I've thought about it all right so we'll um we'll go into uh, the the the, the, here's the reason why I would never be a politician my tweets yeah and (laughs) oh also should we just put a bow on this by saying that the Lakers you know
0: just just i really quickly before you do nf tweets, mm-hmm. i want to apologize for something that i said last week on uh on the pod uh, when i laughed at you and said there is no chance the lakers fall out of the play in <laughs> that take did not age well you were kind enough to start my vacation by tweeting out a video of me <laughs> doing that take which i really just appreciate it thanks man i i love work-life balance but I, I just want to apologize to you and the listeners. Yeah. Like I said during the beginning of this debate, like I, when people make good points, I can go back on where I previously was. I am no longer laughing at the possibility of them dropping out <laughs> of the play-in. Like I still think that they will probably make it just because the Blazers are yeah. so openly tanking. But, you know, like the the Pelicans have caught up. The Pelicans are only one game behind them right yep. now uh, for the for the ninth seed. Blazers and are Blazers are the Blazers are only two, and they're trying to lose.
1: Yeah. Well, so are the Lakers.
0: Have you watch yeah, their well, offense. Yeah, it's true. No, I, I, that's not fair. The Lakers are not trying to lose. They're just not trying to win, <laughs> like which functionally ends up being the same thing. But I don't think that they're like actively out there playing their worst players. They just suck and don't care.
1: Here's my last. All right, I'm. I'm still. I'm still team Handy here. I'm. A, this is <laughs> that. My. <laughs> Shit.
0: I mean, me too. But that, you know. <laughs>
1: probably not the kind of thing i should say without context yeah Um, i
0: I may clip that and start it on your vacation
1: (laughs) look the lakers um so they they made their comeback against the mavericks they made their comeback last night against the clippers um the only game that they just flat out just got ass whooped in was the pelicans game on that sunday right uh the one before that i believe was fairly competitive. These games have all just kind of mixed in together. Like, like
0: our friend Darius Soriano is writing in a column for silver screen and roll. That's going to drop tomorrow. The context doesn't matter anymore. Like they, they do. It's like the same different. It's like two different scripts that they do. They either have the fake comeback and then lose, or, or they, they just, they just get all game. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Well, but like those fake comebacks, right. They're capable. Like, this is what drives me so bonkers about this team is that like those fake comebacks, like they are ignited by, Accepting an identity that we have been screaming at them to fucking utilize all year. Yeah. And it's get stops, go run. Get Chaos, stops, go run. Guys, energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like play, play the guys who have legs that are not fifty-seven years old. Go out and freaking run. And and like this is the thing. That's why that, I say you can't judge this team until Wynn Gabriel suits up, okay? <laughs> he did last night, and he missed a layup on the ball. Oh, that's true. But man. A, got you blocked know. by the backboard. Yeah, he was set up. For, I mean, I mean, play a full game. Made know? a three, though. Made a three. failure last night. Made a three. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I would like to see more of winning Gabriel. Can't
0: really judge this team until Taylor Horton Tucker's back then.
1: Yeah. I it was bad last night that he didn't play and I didn't realize so there was three minutes left in the game.
0: <laughs> well, there it was it took it, it's a not a great sign for your fourth highest paid player when it took until the second quarter for beat writers to realize he was in street clothes and start uh like ask for an explanation from the team. Yeah. Whoops. But has been good lately. I w I, I wanna give him some credit. He has been better over the last several weeks and more. But, but anyway, sorry. I I derail your point.
1: Um but yeah, so so like those those fake comebacks though, they indicate to me not that there's a good basketball team in there, like Raj likes to say, but <laughs> but that there's like a He's even given up on that. He's yeah, like, there's there's a there's a sometimes competitive team in there somewhere. Yeah. And I think if you can fire Frank Vogel and you can tap into more often the somewhat competitive team that the Lakers can be sometimes like, I don't know, man. I, the thing that my friends and family will say about me that is maybe my ugliest and sometimes most productive trait is how competitive I am. I just, I I freaking hate to lose. I hate it. And, and, uh, the notion of just quitting on a season, writing this out because there's no guarantee that firing Frank is just, it, it's going to help anything. Like for me, the mere, the mere chance that firing him maybe gets you something better to where it's not uh, like these last 20 games aren't just it's like going the through only the motions, staying have, like, together for the kids. Like, it, it, it's just like, it, like, just do something, like do something here that makes, that makes the fans feel like, okay, it's, it's somewhat worth watching and going to the arena
0: that is the only argument to make for it is that like at some point it's, it's the only lever they have left to pull. And so if they are still at all invested and they're going and to pull
1: it in the off season anyway,
0: exactly. like that that's the only argument for it right now. And yeah. you know, and also that, I mean, I guess the larger argument is that Frank it, it, like, they wouldn't be completely unjustified in doing so.
1: Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's not
0: just that like make a change to make a change. This guy's done a great job. It's not his fault. Like he has not done a good job.
1: So yeah. he's been, he's been, I still think he's a really good coach. I think this is the worst season he's ever coached in his career.
0: Yeah, like our 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 guy Tim, you know, Crandall Smith Basketball was doing like play charting the Lakers' yeah. offense, and like you know, you all should be following him on Twitter. Like his slow uh, Tim underscore NBA, I believe. Um, uh, mm-hmm. like he, his slow descent into madness while trying to chart how much play calling is going on, if the Lakers are even bothering to run sets. Like, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it doesn't speak super highly of uh, the coaching job being done here. No. All right, let's go into NF tweets. And this is one that I sent it and you said, oh, this is going to be on this next week's show.
0: It's funny. I literally do not remember what tweet it is, which. All I right, so silver screen
1: problems. and roll. We tweeted out an article uh, that is a quote from, I think, Mark Stein quote. I wrote it Monday and I believe even more strongly now based on subsequent conversations. Yeah. Yeah. the Cavs do not want to do a third LeBron dance. Mm-hmm. I quoted that with honestly asking, why would they? They've built this incredible and likable team <laughs> with plenty of upside. If LeBron is going to come in and tell you to strip it down for players he considers more likely to win now with him, I'm not positive I'd sign up for that as a fan. Um, I also follow that I appreciate that up. the
0: honestly asking. It's just like you're you're kind of putting your hands up. You're like, hey, don't ratio me. I'm just, just asking, asking questions. the question.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, if I, if I get ratio, when I get ratioed, I asked a question. Yeah. It's, it's just like, Hey, I the question.
0: People had to reply.
1: Yeah. They were just, yeah. <laughs> they had to quote tweet. They had to do all that. <laughs> I followed that up by saying, if he comes in and commits to something closer to the timeline, then they're on. That's the ideal outcome here, but almost nothing throughout his career would lead you to believe that that would be the case.
0: I appreciate that second sentence. Cause I was going to say like my, my rebuttal was going to be, there's one thing we know about LeBron. It's that he loves coming in and committing to other people's plans.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, you, you at some point here did, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, early nominee for NF tweets next week was your, yeah. was your, so Harrison, why do people get angry at that tweet?
0: So I would say it's definitely more the first part of it where you at, you you know, so the thing about people's reading comprehension on social media is they normally don't read past like the first line or two. They're like, all right, I got the gist of that. I'm yeah. ready to reply. They Especially because I think
1: like a- <laughs> all I said reply. was, why would he? And yeah. that's when people stopped.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So why it was the, it was the leading into it with honestly asking, why would they? Anthony, and then that's the end of the some tweet. some why they would. <laughs> Okay, I'm not saying that you have completely illegitimate points, you know, yeah. That like, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen LeBron buy into that kind of like, okay, you built this thing with young guys, we're not going to trade them all for veterans and try, mm-hmm. you know, go all in, like, we have these young and guys, certainly we love, those young and- guys
1: would feel confident the entire time he's there that he's not looking at other like they go on like they lose three out of five. Certainly, there wouldn't be reports that Oh, hey, look, Bradley it Beals would be may report. be available. Would
0: be LeBron telling Dave McMenamin of ESPN like unprompted that like he wants to play with Luka Doncic and then like <laughs> yeah. and then indignantly complaining at his locker like that night he's like yeah ask me he's like ask me if I want to play with Kawhi ask me if I want to play with <laughs> like of course I want to play with good players you know it's no big deal I just said it on the record that I wanted to play for a guy that I'd have to trade my current teammates to get you know LeBron, like, you
1: have good players you signed up yeah. to play in Cleveland to play with good players
0: so I think different th- good players. Literally, that is like what happened. I-, I will never forget his tone when ask me if I want to play with Luca. Ask yeah. me if I want to play with Kawhi. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> very mad at Tanya for asking the follow-up question to uh to that. Like, you know. Um but yeah, you know, it's sort of sort of like a certain press conference recently when he was mm. very upset that like people were twisting his praise for other GMs completely unprompted and like flipping questions to be like, hey, Sam Presti is the greatest human I've ever met. Uh, you know, you're,
1: te- like, you're telling me a billionaire doesn't like difficult questions. What? Uh, okay. All right. I'm not. Touching How about this. that? Um, it's not even
0: touching anything. He's a billionaire. I'm not. I'm not touching this. Uh, I, like I. Um. I think that it's more of that lead into it. That is what upset people. It's the like, why would they, Anthony, there are some reasons why they would. Okay. Get, you know, putting why would the, a
1: team the, want LeBron James? Harrison. yeah,
0: Exactly. Why would
1: Cleveland of all cities want LeBron James? Look, LeBron
0: <laughs> for LeBron for as much blame as you do or don't think he has. in mm-hmm. what happened this season? I know that that varies across, uh, across like everyone has kind of, this season's like a big Rorschach test. Everyone has a different view of who is at fault and everyone is right to a certain degree you know Mm -hmm. and so but however you feel about all of that LeBron James production wise outside of like the last two games since the all-star break has played at a borderline MVP level this year still at 37 yeah and if you look at the Cavs like what's the one thing that they could kind of really use is like an MVP level wing type forward like guy like LeBron like Mm -hmm. imagine if you just replaced like Laurie Markkinen with LeBron Like on that team, they'd be a title contender this year instead of this like cute plucky upstart. And I know that like cute plucky upstarts is the most fun stage of so much fun. Like We aren't expecting them. It's like you're not expecting them to win a title. Anything Mm -hmm. that they do is gravy. But, you know, these are our guys and we built them and we love these guys and it doesn't matter. And like, whereas, you know, if you bring in LeBron to that, then all of a sudden it's title or bust and mm-hmm. you know there's a different level of expectation there's a different level of spotlight of scrutiny the expectations are different there's no more moral victories despite the lakers like trying to have those all year uh like there's none of that and so i think like that is maybe why as a fan like there are certain calves fans that would say no to this but ultimately like if you're the team it's an asinine question and i mean that with all due respect to you <laughs> like i, I think <laughs> <laughs> like of course they're going to want to bring in they would like if lebron was actually like hey i will make this work so that you don't have to give up like garland and allen and uh you know like uh um Mobley I was I don't yeah. know why I couldn't remember his name for a second like you're not going to have to give up any of these like really really promising young guys that are like you know either all-stars or borderline all-stars are already you know I am willing to come for and LeBron said you know in his own remarks like I'm not playing for less than the top until my final year with my son uh, but like if LeBron was willing to be like hey you know I will commit to not being kind of like the focal point of this like I just want to come and like kind of you know elevate what you have you know he's still so good that I think that if you're the Cavs you at the very least have to seriously seriously look at that even if I believe Mark Stein you know when he reports that the Cavs aren't necessarily be- like head over heels over this possibility because their ego's involved in professional sports and I wrote mm-hmm. about this like you know as insane as that might sound to you on the outsider or to LeBron stands like you know I, I understand he's maybe the greatest player ever like in my book he is but Mm -hmm. and that sounds insane from a basketball perspective to say no to him but this is a man that or this is a team that is owned by a man that wrote a comic sans letter calling lebron the so-called king and like you know like all these other things very racially tinged Yeah. Well, yes. But aside from that, like clearly has a certain level of ego about him as most people in Mm -hmm. professional sports do. And Kobe Altman, all he heard was like, oh, this is just the guy that caved LeBron. LeBron's yelling at him all year. He's not a good GM. Like he's built this up. Of course he had, he's going to have some level of pride. And like, I want to execute this vision and do kind of like see this vision through or whatever. But I think ultimately when push comes to shove, if that was something that was going to happen, it's crazy to be like, Hey, no, we're going to say no to LeBron wanting to, come home if we're not having to give up like any of these three young guys
1: yeah which, well you know that report also makes it so that they don't have to give up those guys right like if yeah. they if they come out and say oh yeah we would move heaven and earth to go out and get LeBron and bring him back home to Cleveland then the Lakers are gonna start asking for heaven and earth yeah right they're gonna ask for Mobley they're gonna ask for Garland and um or they'd have to wait for the the uh, LeBron's free agency, which is a full season away, which yeah. fine, you know. Um, I mean, and they may be willing to wait for
0: that, time. you know, like they, they yeah. may feel like they have enough built up and enough momentum going here that they may say, hey, we'll reapproach it when you're 38, see what kind of role you're looking for, you know, that kind of stuff. Like they may do it, like the Cavs may do that, but to act like, you know, there's no possible reason that they would want to bring LeBron home and like try and take this team over the top. Like, that's why people were mad at you.
1: Well, but like, all right, fair, because if we're, if you're it, like by your standard, if that's where I ended my tweet, why would they end of tweet send, right? I well, would that say, is the
0: end of the tweet in most people's minds. Yeah, you right. Question, you question the king and you missed, okay? Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I like, I, I just think uh, it has a lot to do with this season and the unsavory taste that the that this season is leaving in my mouth. Like... It's just it's just been brutal and it was the kind of season that you, you knew was going to be brutal to,
0: to steal Aaron's you know like line you know yeah. every every friday you're like oh man this is so It hard. sounds different
1: and when like, you say it than when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I I don't know I, I think we I this is what I said in the uh, I think it was a pressure cooker where I I said this season everybody became the worst versions of themselves right the the absolute like the lebron was his most uh micromanaging and passive aggressive frank vogel was his least flexible with this roster uh the lakers were their most insular in their thinking and in their acquisitions like everything about the season went as poorly as it could anthony davis came into the season out of shape which is the worst version of anthony davis right and like it's just it's just uh so when I when I asked that question about why would Cavs fans want this like that's what I meant why would you want yeah. this I am why would you want any of this
0: because you're sick of this experience but like LeBron is still very good and yeah. you know in
1: and if, a, if he goes somewhere else you, on a you good know, team yeah you know
0: he might start trying again this this experience a, a might also
1: have taught ball. him some shit, like the fact that he was angry that the Lakers didn't trade picks to get rid of Russ that if they trade picks to get rid of Russ and everybody knows that he was behind the Russ trade, then everybody knows it's that that's tacit acknowledgement of this was a mistake. The Russ trade was a mistake. I made a mistake. And like that right there, if I'm a CAS fan, that would be the response that ends my discussion there. Because if he learned from this at all, if he learned like it isn't just about stars, it's also about fit, I do have to let some people, especially if they have proven that they're good at their job, which Kobe Altman has done. I have to. I have to let these people who have proven they're good at their jobs do their jobs. Like that's the best LeBron. That's the that's the LeBron that goes out and wins a couple. Uh, maybe another. Maybe another two championships on his way out of the league. Who knows?
0: I can't believe that after like all this stuff got shut down earlier this week that we ended up inadvertently spending twenty minutes discussing LeBron to Cleveland.
1: I mean, I'm good at my job. I mean, hey, well, it was a fun <laughs> segment. But yeah, I mean, like I,
0: I just like. <laughs> It's like every side has been like, "Yeah, this is not happening," and we just accidentally like you incepted me into talking about this and considering it for 20 minutes.
1: That's that's uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. I mean, uh, hey, that's that's, right that's, that's
0: our NF tweet. I, you know, honestly, I came up with the NF tweets thing as like a joke after like our intro last week. But I decided I we can understand what it like. We can make it make sense as a name for this segment. I decided what it stands for. It's non-forgivable tweets. <laughs>
1: extremely fungible tweets yeah (laughs) ef tweets um all right (laughs) that's gonna do it for this episode of the lakers lounge and this week's episodes of the uh silver screen podcast network if over the weekend the lakers lose by 50 and frank vogel gets uh fired then clearly i will hop back anthony's gonna
0: tweet this out on my day off like you know that's (laughs) look at this blogger defend frank vogel right before he got fired
1: <laughs> oh uh what is it all takes exposed right yeah. that's that account
0: yeah you're gonna act at them and me and tweet just this clip <laughs> after i've been hard on him all season it's gonna be unbelievable
1: yeah <laughs> now i really hope he gets fired sorry frank well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your job. You're, Frank, but you're, you're hoping for it now, but when he goes
0: across the hall and fixes the Clippers defense so that he can, uh, so that he can stay in LA and his daughters can graduate high school, you're going to regret it.
1: I mean, I, I know the Lakers are going to regret firing Frank. I don't, I don't have Harrison based off of the, like what we've seen from them this last year. You think that they are capable of finding a good, did you see how their last coaching search went? Ty had a Lakers cake. He, he had a Lakers birthday cake. We thought that Look, shit Anthony, was done.
0: We've, we've all made decisions in Vegas that we regret, okay? <laughs> probably regrets taking that photo. We all have photos. Fo- Ty Lue, just like you, has media from a Las Vegas trip that he probably regrets.
1: <laughs> no, I think he loves that picture.
0: That was his, I, that was his Euro stumble.
1: If he had no, Twitter, that not. would he be his. Has, he,
0: he probably has it framed somewhere yeah, in the house. He's like,
1: absolutely. It hangs in the Clippers' locker room. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs)